So I did. I went to the doctor, got my blood work done, and she comes in, and I was 20, I think 29 at the time, maybe 28. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and she told me, she was like, well, Aaron, um, you're 29, but if I didn't see you, if I didn't see your age, I would think that you, you have the hormones of a 70-year-old. Wow. Um, and she asked me, she was like, do you want to have kids one day? Do you want, you know, I'm like, yeah, of course I do. And she mm-hmm. was like, well, then you have to take care of this right now. Because if you don't take care of it now, then it's going to be when you're, when you are ready for that to come, it's not going to happen for you. So. I am an everyday athlete. Every day I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jarrett Baston with Mark McCain, and you're listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And today we have Aaron Rhodes. Aaron. Yes. Welcome. Thank welcome. You. Thanks welcome. for having me. Um, let me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, you can start kind of anywhere. Uh, where are you from? How, if you... Are you from here? No, Paducah, Kentucky. Paducah, that's right, because you've been home. Where's Paducah at? It is five hours southwest of here. Okay. Wow. What's okay. that? Trip. What's that close by? Because most people aren't going to know where that's at. Well, it's the very southern western tip of the state. So it's kind of like from here to Cincinnati is what it is in Paducah from Paducah to Illinois. You mm. just cross the bridge right there, right into Illinois. You're about 20 minutes from Missouri and about 40 minutes from Tennessee. Gotcha. Wow. So is that that's so that would be, still be west of like the Appalachian Mountains. You're past all that, right? It's a little more flat. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the Appalachians how, how are. You, so if you just went, never mind. Uh, it is flat. It's flat. It's, it's pretty flat. flat. Yeah. I think it's pronounced yeah. Appalachia. Appalachia. Okay. Louisville. Is it is it like southern? Like we went we went like an hour south, and it felt like we were in a different country. It's southern. Is it southern? I mean, we say y'all and fixin. Fixing too. I don't yeah. really notice an accent with you though. I it mean, comes out just li- every now and then. A little bit. Like yeah. when you get mad. Um, I don't get mad. Oh, Never get mad. Have you seen me mad? Ooh. You wouldn't want to see me when I'm angry. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. Never been How'd there. How'd you end up in Northern Kentucky? Um, let's see. 2008, I decided to try bodybuilding and well figure competitions and my coach was up here and so we would meet every three weeks and she would do our body fat and we would learn how to pose and we would just have big meetings like that and so i would try i would drive up every three weeks to come up here and Mm -hmm. meet with my coach and our team and um but when doing that i fell in love with the area fell in love with the people mostly yeah um got to know a lot of people up here and so and i competed between 2008 and 2012 early 2012 so i was up monthly for about whatever that is yeah so you didn't officially move here till later on then Mm, 2013 2013 so uh let's backtrack a little bit because you just kind of skipped over a massive part you i don't think people just like oh i'm gonna do bodybuilding it's like i'm just gonna be a professional rock climber like how did you find your way into that okay honestly um it was i dealt with body image issues my entire life Mm mm-hmm and I uh, went to my first show back in 2006, I think, or something like that. And I was like, 
wow, these people look awesome. These people are amazing. And I thought myself that I could never do that mm -hmm. because I'd always had so much. I mean, there's there's a lot to this story if you want me to go back at I would at the, love to. Yeah, that's that's the I cool mean, I thing. can do the short version of it. Um, we got time. Whatever, whatever version you want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is, it's, it's really completely up to you. The cool thing about, and again, I guess the point of, what we're trying to do is to have people understand like everybody's got this amazing story behind them and yeah. you may not you know i don't think my story is amazing it's I, not i know marx isn't amazing <laughs> yeah. but the other people that go here Very their stories average. are amazing so less than average in my case but but yeah i mean the more that you want to dive into okay. i think the better i mean i can start from kind of the beginning sure. of of everything so um as a kid, I guess we'll start as a kid. Um, I was I being strong. I can just remember like at four years old thinking I need to be strong. I don't oh, because wow. I was I was interested in sports. I wanted to be an athlete. I didn't care about Barbies, dolls, yeah. anything like that. Mm -hmm. If it didn't mm -hmm. bounce, I couldn't throw it. I had nothing to do with it. Sure. Um, and in my head, I was like, well, if I'm strong, if I'm this, if I'm that, then I'll be the best. So I was outside playing practicing, throwing a ball on the roof, catching it, and dribbling soccer balls, and playing basketball, all that kind of stuff my entire life. And so, um, and on teams, team sports and, and everything. And that was always my main focus, was, was sports and, and that kind of thing. And then when I got to high school, things got a little bit more serious when you're in athletics. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. um, so I remember very, very clearly the day I was playing, um, softball and it was like one of those crazy moments is like we were down by one and there was like three people on base you know and I was mm -hmm. up and there's like two outs kind of thing yeah, yeah. and I hit it and got a double sent two people in we won the game oh yeah so here comes my coach and he's like Aaron you're one of the best people or best players I've ever coached but you would be better if you lost weight and so I mean I was a bigger girl and mm -hmm. um Mm. He, I was like, okay. Whatever, Probably you know. not the best way to approach no, the no, situation. No, no, not at all. <laughs> it really crushed yeah. my heart into uh. like a million pieces. Mm. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, if that's going to make me a better player, then that's what I'm going to do. So um, being young like I was, you know, I was 15, 16 years old, I think, 15 when this happened. And I didn't know what to do I'm just thinking oh well the less I eat the less I'll weigh the mm -hmm. more I exercise mm -hmm. you know the more right. calories I burn so um, I think looking back I was um, eating probably about 900 calories a day Wow. and um, doing about three miles um, on a treadmill um, I hadn't found weights quite yet at this point um, but but you're saying this losing phase yes yeah so yes. weights didn't matter regardless right so just... right so um, and the next season, come back, I've lost 50 pounds. Wow. Um, I can tell you it did not make me a better ball player. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Not, <laughs> the funny thing is, is we already know that, you know, because uh, we see, you know, it's like I've had to cut weight before and it's like, wow, I feel pretty awful. Mm -hmm. You know? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a right and the wrong way to do it. And Obviously. Whenever yeah. you're that young, I mean, it's, let's be honest, you don't, you don't know how to do it necessarily the right way even right. when you're all right you know whatever age you are it's, it's fair you have to seek out professionals exactly um, so it's it's tough and even then it's it's still extremely difficult but right so it didn't, it didn't really make you the the home run no, hitter that you it thought didn't. it would i was yeah. still just pretty much the same but yeah. this is when other things changed in my life as well 
because I lost 50 pounds and mm-hmm. you start getting attention in other ways. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you get attention from boys, you know, you yeah. get attention, sure. you know, I was always friends with all the cheerleaders and stuff. And now at this point, you know, I looked more like them. Mm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that was awesome. And then I remember two other points in life uh, right after that. So I, l- I lose 50 pounds and I'm like, okay, I'm looking better, looking all this kind of stuff. And instead of feeling good about it, I still hear words from people like mm-hmm. whispering in my ear, a, you know, a, a girl who's a, a guy liked me and mm-hmm, sure. it was her ex. And, you know, she says something like, well, I would like to see Aaron fit into my size two homecoming dress. Mm. And mm. then like high, high school is just so ridiculous. I'm it's, sorry. it's awful. It is. I had a great high school yeah. experience. Well, that was, well good, but, but, but yeah, but you know that, that like, obviously, I mean, I remember it, so it still hurt, you know? And so I was like, oh, well, crap, you know, here we, here we go. It's not good enough. Mm-hmm. And then I remember being at Easter with my family and my little baby cousin, not baby cousin, he's probably five or something like that, looking at our grandma and saying, grandma, Aaron's fat. Mm, here yeah. again. You know, these, these words, they like, sticks and stones break my bones, oh, sure. but words will never hurt me. Not true. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather somebody punch me to, in the face. To that, to that point, I have uh, an older sister of about eight years and I remember back in high school and I know she won't be mad with me sharing it because she actually kind of mentors people mm-hmm. um, whenever she has the opportunity for, for weight and she was always thin mm-hmm. but it, did, it didn't matter though because someone called her fat right? and then that you know snowballed into a, a disease right? you know exactly. so it wasn't it wasn't like she was you know the, the heavy girl or whatever you know on the you know because she played softball as well but she always, I thought, looked great and was at a healthy weight, but it, it didn't matter. Like you said, the, the words, those are so powerful. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, unfortunately, if you're, when you're that age, you're not, you don't have that mental kind of toughness or capacity to really right. handle it. Well, right. the, the crazy thing too is even starting with that original coach, like never in a million years do you, th- would he probably think that those words would affect you basically right. throughout your life? It is, he if you yeah. went back to him and say, do you remember saying that? He probably doesn't remember saying it. Oh, probably you know, not. it's just one of those things where mm. you don't know how and what you're doing, what you're saying is going to affect someone. Right. So, um, so we're kind of caught up towards, so you're now in high school mm-hmm. and we're still losing weight with mm-hmm. kind of a body image, mm-hmm. um, you know, thing going on. Right. So at that point, so I was probably the thinnest I was graduated and everything. Um, so I started eating a little more at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, not anything crazy or anything like that, but because I did it the wrong way, because I mean, no one should lose on 900 calories. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was 215 when I started. Mm-hmm. There's, and I mean, I'm five foot nine. There's no way that I should have ever been eating 900 calories right. a day. You know, I mean, that, that deficit is like crazy, stupid low. Right. Um, so all that does is when you start eating a little more, all your body is like, oh yes, give that to me. And you start gaining it back like mm-hmm. super quickly. There's, mm-hmm. there's no maintaining that at that point. Right. So, um, so I went back and forth yo-yoing for a really long time. You know, I'd get back up to like 180 or something and I'm like, oh crap, got to lose that 30 pounds again. You know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. In the meantime, I did find weights, weightlifting mm-hmm. though. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. So that's when I was, I was, I remember being in the gym, um, and seeing a girl and a transformation that she had made. And that's when I like asked what she was doing and she was gonna be doing a figure show. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's why I went and watched her do that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, if I look like that, I'll finally be accepted. 
if I look like that, I'll finally be beautiful. Um, so I was like, so I'm going to do it. I'm, you know, that's what's going to, that's what's going to happen. And, um, so that's when I got into, into that and it became more of a, it wasn't, I did it for the sport of it. It was, I did it because I wanted to finally feel beautiful, look good, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, um, and it, it worked and it was more of a way of con controlling my food. If I had a, a goal like that, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I'm getting up on stage. This is the girl who would never take shorts off or right. anything, you know, at the pool. And now I'm going to get on stage in something that's the same size in the front as it is in the back. Right. You yeah, know, yeah. it was, um, it was a scary situation. So super brave. It's a napkin. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was bad. But, um, anyway, uh, so getting ready for the show and everything, um, I was still, you know, I'm, uh, no more than 1500 calories doing two a days, you know, and things like that and getting them down to 1200 there at the end. So, and so much discipline. It was, it yeah. was very, very disciplined. And, um, so, but here, here's the funny thing. Um, I didn't hear discipline so much as people saying to me, I wish I had your self-control. And here was the thing. I was like, I felt like the biggest phony ever because I was like, oh, if they only knew, I don't have any self-control. My yeah. diet and the way that people look at me and all that kind of stuff controls me. My food controls me mm -hmm. because that's all I think about all the time sure. is my food when's my next meal all this kind of stuff and then what they didn't see is which didn't happen too often but i can remember one night specifically at 2 a.m i was starving to death i probably had 1200 calories that sure. day you know and everything i was like oh just one spoon of peanut butter that's yeah. all that's all i have is one spoon of peanut butter so i remember eating it and i was like oh i'm still starving so yeah. it went to another one and another mm -hmm. one went to mm -hmm. half a jar then that went to a half a box of captain crunch yes and then the next day my whole mouth was like you know mm -hmm. rubbed raw yeah. from yeah. <laughs> i was like that was yeah. an awful idea yeah. um you had a, you had a but relapse. that's what started and i didn't do it too often but um uh binge eating and i would i would say maybe like 10 times and throwing it up if mm. I felt too bad about it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, in my head, you know, people like are looking at you and, and you're a, an inspiration to them. Sure. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a phony, you know, but I'll pretend mm -hmm. to be this inspiration for you or whatever it is. And so, um, I, you know, doing that for four years or, or whatever, um, of the, the binging and when I would allow myself to have it, um, and tearing yourself down, you know, looking in the mirror, you're still not good enough, you know, even mm. at your at your best, at, at your, your leanest, yeah. yeah, you're still not good enough, you know, and everything. So yeah, there's um, there's a there's a lot of uh, levels of I mean, just different things going on there, and I think you know, um, and I don't want to jump too far forward, but even just looking at you now, it's it's like how do we figure out how to be happy with ourselves? And that's, that's an ongoing process for a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, and I think we stress that a lot with all of our members, like you mm -hmm. need to go and enjoy, like if you're going on vacation, have a vacation, mm -hmm. right? you know, like you have to be able to, to relax and release so you don't get to that point where right. it's like, you know, I don't want to have to watch what I eat when I'm on vacation. Like I'm not just going to go splurge every single day, but I should be able to actually enjoy a meal and not mm -hmm. have to worry about like, where does this fit into my, you know, my macros, right. mm -hmm. you know? So, so you've, you did that for about four years and then what kind of, what was the, the is, was it like, I'm tired of doing this or is it? No, it no. wasn't that I was actually getting ready for another show in 2012 when, um, my body backfired on me mm. and it'd been backfiring on me for a really, really long time. Um, probably for 
five years or something like that because of the under eating yeah. over exercising. But I just, I literally got so sick. Like my mm. body just got sick. And so, um, for four years, I don't know, is there, is there TMI on this show? No, no. no. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, um, <laughs> little, little things at, at first, you know, like, um, losing a little bit more hair, you know, that kind of thing. Um, then I remember uh, breaking, breaking my foot and all I was doing was like doing heel sprints, you know, and I broke my foot and, um, let's see what else. It started getting cavities. Um, the brain fog was awful. Like I just like yeah. I had to like think about what I was trying to like how to move my tongue to get my words out. Wow. It was it was ridiculous mm. and um, hadn't had a period for five years. Wow. Um, so th- th- there were so many symptoms that was going on, but nothing ever got me to the doctor until I couldn't lose weight. And right. I was like, what's happening? Why can't I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, everything that got me to this point, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then I remember getting my body fat done and I hadn't, I had gained. And I'm like, how do you gain on 1400 calories? It's mm-hmm. like, what, you know, getting up at four o'clock in the morning and doing fasted cardio or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how, mm-hmm. how does this happen? And, um, my, um, she wasn't my trainer at the time, but, um, she still helped me and mentored me, you know, and th- everything. She was like, I think you need to go to the doctor and sure. like get some blood work done and stuff yeah. like that. So I did, I went to the doctor, got my blood work done and she comes in and I was 20, I think 29 at the time, maybe 28. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and she told me, she was like, well, Aaron, um, you're 29 but if I didn't see you if I didn't see your age I would think that you you have the hormones of a 70 year old Wow. Um, and she asked me she was like do you want to have kids one day do you want you know I'm like yeah of course I do and she mm-hmm. was like well then you have to take care of this right now because if you don't take care of it now then it's gonna be when you're when you are ready for that to come it's not gonna happen for you so mm-hmm. we've got to get this this going and you know and she's asking me questions and everything and um, I went through a little bit of hormone replacement not much just um, just a little bit of, of things but what helped me and what um, really cured me was food and rest um, weird yeah. <laughs> food and rest but here's the crappy thing is you know um, with again do getting there how i got there in the first place is of under eating and everything um once i started eating again and resting um Mm -hmm. what happened all the weight came Mm -hmm. back so then Mm -hmm. here in 2013 i guess is what it was at that point i hit my biggest peak and i was at 245 pounds Mm -hmm. and um i wanted to hide from the whole entire world you know here was this girl who was the inspiration i mean i was in Mm -hmm. i was in magazines and and everything and and then how do you tell somebody that too where it's like well what happened Mm -hmm. you know you're like how do you tell that story right you know it's so hard yeah right i I I was shameful for a while i think it's one of those things where you know clearly you had your basically your identity was in your body you know that was that was 100 percent. i think there's a lot of uh, correlations you can draw from that in a lot of different professions you know whether it's like uh, an athlete they're they're you know these football players that retire and they just don't know what to do anymore and, and like you said they go into hiding or they're they're embarrassed that they can't remember mm-hmm. um, things or, or whatever it is and uh, I just got back from a little trip and I got an opportunity to read a good book um, the score settles itself it's about a coach named Bill Walsh and he actually got to the point where basically if he didn't win a Super Bowl it was a failure to the point where it drove him mad and he won the Super Bowl and had to retire just from stress and everything. His identity was like, if I don't win the Super Bowl, 
it's it's over even though everyone's like dude you're a genius like you know you have the best offense you you know you're such a good mentor to all these players you've already got three super bowls mm -hmm. like that's like the mo the second most of all time mm -hmm. but he was so wrapped up in i have to do it i have to win it every year that it ultimately led him to it, his death so i applaud you for seeking out help at an early age in your life i you know and, and realizing that like hey i need you know, you're, luckily your friend, you know, said, hey, look, you really need to go to a doctor and you took that advice. Right. But so I think above that, too, um, you know, you had this identity of your your body and your your physical self for like what everyone knew. And I think right now in, in our community, everyone knows you as as just a great person. You know, like you don't have mm. to definitely you don't have, you know, like. I think that's the one amazing thing about the people here is, you know, we, we, it's why we're diving deep into the story because, you know, we want to, we want to know the story that makes the person the amazing person they are, you know, and, and, and that's the great thing about your story is, is the amazing person that lies underneath mm. that we've gotten to know. We don't have mm. to worry as much about a physical outside right. appearance, right. you know, so, um, very lucky to have you here. Well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. Um, so we're about 2013 then, mm -hmm. um, and you said that you're, you're at your heaviest mm -hmm. kind of point in your life, you're trying to hide. Mm -hmm. what's, what's the next step for you? Like, how do we get from, from there to four years later here? Okay. Well, it's funny, like what you said about how, um, you know, people here, they don't look at me for, you know, what I look like, but that you're an amazing person. Um, so all my best friends at this point were still like in the bodybuilding thing sure. and all that kind of stuff. Um, the amazing people. And I thought, I seriously thought in my head, these people aren't going to want anything to do with me anymore, you know, mm. cause I can't, I'm not doing what I used to do right. and I don't look the way I used to look and all this kind of stuff. And that was a big changing point for me because I very quickly realized they were there for me mm -hmm. and they were supporting me awesome. and had I not had their support, um, I don't know what I would have done. I have, I just, I have like, God has given me so many great, um, especially women, um, to, to build me up. And I think that sometimes a, a lot of, uh, girls especially, um, have a hard time finding women that will, you know, that will hold their hand, build them up. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's very but, much you're on your own kind of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. And so but they wanted me to succeed, you know, but even more than succeeding, they wanted me to be healthy. You know, they yeah. were, they were like, I don't, I don't want you sick, you know, I'm whatever you got to do. And so, um, at, at that point I started doing so much research on my own. Mm. Like I was Googling, I was like, you know, what did I do to myself? Um, and it was really funny one day I was, I was Googling some, some things and looking at my old symptoms and, or the symptoms I was having at the time. And, um, I compared them to the symptoms of an anorexic Yeah. and they were exactly the same. So here I was, I was eating. Um, so in my head, I didn't think I'm an anorexic, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm not because, but at the same time it was, a mind thing in the way I control, I was controlling, sure. you know, and, and the under eating, it still didn't matter if th that I was eating, I was still under eating, right. you know, my body needed more fuel to, to work properly. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I just, I did a ton of research of like, well, how, how can I, how can I fix this? How can I fix my metabolism and all this kind of stuff? 
and um, there, you know, I probably did it the wrong way. Uh, you could slowly add your calories back in, but that's why how I got, you know, bigger. It was like, or you can just jump on in and just 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 eat. And so I was like, well, you know what? I'm just gonna eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I so I did, and I went to probably from you know 12, 14, 1200 calories a day to about three thousand calories a day, gained gained the weight and all that kind of stuff. But um, after a, I would say about a year, maybe a year and a half of um, of resting more, and I didn't completely stop. I mean, yeah. I still lifted and stuff, but but there's a big difference in three hours a day and one hour a day. Yeah, sure. Um, so, and then this is where I also had to learn and and teach myself that um, I had to look at food differently as well. Where you know it was a way of controlling weight at one point. Um, now, like. And I used to categorize my food like, oh, this is good and this is bad. Mm-hmm. Don't touch the bad, you know, all this right. kind of stuff. And then I had to realize, no, there's no such thing as good and bad food. It's just food, you right. know. Mm-hmm. Now, are there foods that are, you know, that are going to be Better, more nutritionally, yeah. you know, for, for your body? Of, of course, yeah, um, absolutely. But I had to um, just it was a, it was a mind thing, you know. I was always always so focused on the transformation of my outward appearance, my body, that I was like, no, I got to transform what's up here in in my sure. brain. And so I had to transform the way I looked at exercise, the way I looked at food, the way I looked at myself. And so right. I started working on that. Sure. That's and, and, what and, I started working on. And that is life. Yeah. And any, exactly. you know what I mean, for 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 everyone, whether it's down there, you know, in the gym trying to get that PR or whatever it's just mental I mean you yeah. gotta you gotta envision it differently yeah. you gotta envision a different if you want a different life for yourself you gotta envision it yeah. first because yeah. if you if you you know if you believe negativity every day guess what you're gonna be a negative person right and the same thing with positive and I, and I see a positive person in yourself Aaron so you want to maybe grab a quick break and we'll come back and sure. finish up Aaron's story yeah we'll be right back all right Hey everyone, if you like what you're hearing and you'd like to get started with this, head on over to triumphstrength.net and click on the get your free session now button. Coach will contact you shortly. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength as well as Instagram at triumphstrength. Check out our weightlifting meet at Braxton Brewery under kegsandkilos.eventzilla.net. 60 weightlifters, food trucks, and beer. Doesn't get any better than that. Welcome back, guys. We are here with Aaron Rhodes on the Everyday Athlete Podcast. Um, we were just talking to Aaron a little bit about her life's journey and how it started way back in Paducah, Kentucky, and here we are in Florence, Kentucky. Uh, same state, different area. Yeah. Um, talked a little bit about kind of her journey with weight loss, weight gain, and I think we ended up right around 2013, 2014. Um, is that about right? Yeah. yeah. So you're officially living up here now, and um, how how do you end up kind of within our walls here at Triumph? How'd you find us? Okay. When did I join here? Was it 2016? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I know you were coming for a while with uh, Mrs. Dunham. Yes. It was awesome. Well, and she like I, I will I'll be honest, and I didn't I didn't want to do CrossFit. Sure. No, no one does. No one no does. does at all. And mainly because, like, you know, some there's there's bad reps out there with some people. You know, yeah, some sure. some CrossFit boxes. We fight them every day. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, of people just injuries, injuries. You know, all this kind of stuff and everything. I'm like, I'm not gonna do that, Jenna. And she was right. like, Well, what if I bought you two months of mm-hmm. uh, membership? Mm-hmm. Would you come? And I'm like, Well, if you're gonna spend money on me, of course I'll come. Yeah. Right. You know. So that's when I started coming. Right. 
Yeah, I, I remember meeting you for the first time at the old gym at the car wash, and uh, on a Sunday, I think you were coming in, you know, kind of doing maybe a little um, I don't, bodybuilding type movements. I don't, I don't, I didn't really, I wasn't like really like creeping on you guys as far as what you were doing, but I know you had some dumbbells out doing some rows, yeah, um, a couple times. But I know you were also doing some a little bit of rowing and some burpees too. So it was probably a little bit of a hybrid, um, and then all of a sudden, yeah, uh, I think. I don't know if Jenna approached me. She probably definitely approached you first, but about like you, you know, kind of joining up and and uh, spoke very highly of you. And I remember our first kind of meeting in the office, and I felt like we spoke for over an hour and uh, shared some kind of uh, background and experiences. But so yeah, to, to answer your question, uh, it's probably 2015. Right around there, yeah. yeah like I think late, it's been definitely late 15, 16, it was it was like early sixteen. It was early sixteen. Early 16. It was like okay. January sixteen. Okay. I think. There you go. So it's been over well over a year, year and a half year now. And, a half. Um, and you know, I think reluctantly you join classes from time to time. I know there's definitely movements you don't like and things like that. But huh. how have you seen kind of where you were in that 2013 era to where you are now? How has CrossFit kind of shaped that? Well. Um, so somewhere back in the day, I lost my, my love for the actual being strong, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being athletic. That wasn't important anymore. And the, so the, the aesthetic part was over athletic. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so when, and I did things like powerlifting and, and things like that, but before joining here and after quitting bodybuilding, mm-hmm. I, you know, dabbled in certain things. And then when I came here and joined, joined up and everything, and I will say for the first two months, I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this, but I'm going to keep doing it. And, um, then, you know, it started getting less and less sucky. and I was like well I kind of you know I kind of like this now I kind of it's different and um and usually and I've always been this person anything I hate if I hate something usually means I need to do it yeah like if it hurts if it doesn't feel good I'm like you know what your body is your body will probably do do well you know it's going to respond well to, to something new and so um and, and being, well, in any community like this, walking into something as well, you're the new person. That's always scary. It's like going to a new high school, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and everybody knows each other, but you're the, but you're the new student and everything. And mm-hmm. so that was, but it was good that I knew Jenna, but, um, you know, even then she didn't get to come to like all the classes that I was coming to yeah, and everything. So you're still going solo in some. Right. Right. And so, um, but I think that was one of the first things that I fell in love with about CrossFit though, because I've always been a team player. Mm-hmm. I never liked, yeah. I never liked golfing and things like that where it was just a single or tennis you know where where it's just a single person thing um i i loved loved the team the team aspect mm-hmm. the camaraderie and everything like that and so i mean it did not take long for me to to make friends here and um that's what I love so much about it is, you know, like, like going to high school, it's like, Oh, I get to see my best friends today. Sure. Oh, I'm going to go to triumph because I get to see my best friends today. Yeah. Sure. You yeah. know, Absolutely. And, uh, we get to, we get to have fun and we get to like, you know, experience yeah. like PRs together sure. and, and, and celebrate together and all that kind of stuff. And so that's my, that is probably my favorite part about CrossFit sure. is the community. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I absolutely love it. And, um, but Something I remember when I first came in, you know, not being able to do um, a pull up, 
not being yeah. able to do. Um, There's so many things I couldn't do. Right. You know, I was good at the mm-hmm. barbell. Once I've got, got the movements down, right, that yeah, was a little yeah. frustrating at, at first, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. But once I got got down the the movements and everything, I was like, oh, okay, I'm I'm, you know, I, I can do I can do this. Yeah, I'm comfortable with the weights. It was the other stuff that I wasn't yeah. like too too keen on. And that, I think a lot of people find that as as exciting as it is frustrating. Um, we just had uh, Dave come through the other day, and it was like, uh, you know, the he was equally as excited as he was frustrated because it's like I just got my butt kicked mm-hmm. in 12 minutes, and that would have I would have ran five miles and not broken that kind of sweat. And then mm-hmm. the same thing where it was like, well, I, have to, I get to learn all these new skills now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So you get to learn these brand new skills, but at the same time, you're also like, why can't I do this? You know, like yeah. I'm athletic, I should be able to do this, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but um, so we're, I think the one question Mark had on the top of his, his head was we're, as of, I don't know, just a couple of weeks ago, we were an all-male team, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as trainers go, shout out to Coach Kelsey. So she's our, our first, right? How cool is her last name, by the way? I know. I know. I told her. She's not a, if she gets it's, married, she's not a la- I think her I husband know. needs to take it's her a, last name because it's, it's awesome. It's a late... 80s American Gladiator, yeah. just awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, and they're a family too. It's like, welcome to the Blazers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, but prior to her really starting, and, and even still, you were, I think you were one of the the big female leaders here. Um, Shout out to Aaron Massage Massage Therapy. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I, I think we're basically in a, in a male community, but our clients are, I mean, we're 65, 35 female to male. Mm-hmm. So how does, and you may not even know that you're a leader, uh, but you are, how does kind of being a leader in a community like this tie into kind of where you came from and, and your kind of, I don't know, the well-being, I guess. Cause I think a lot of people don't realize that how much impact they have on a community. And when I see you walk into a room, when I see you in a class and you're walking up and giving hugs to five to 10 people in the class, mm-hmm. you're clearly a big part of that community, you know? And I don't know, do you even know that you're a leader? Um, I mean, that's humbling. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. It, yeah, it's that, that's very humbling to, to hear that. Um, but, okay, so through all this and through, you know, just my story that I have and everything and, you know, I think I went through what I went through for a reason because I was, I think God knew that I was strong enough to endure it. And he allowed me to go through it because every woman in there is going through the exact same thing that I've already been through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some way, shape or form. Right. Some way they're, they might not be sick or, you know, whatever, but they're having these, these thoughts in their heads, you know, and, and most people, I, w- I would say, you know, in the gym, going into the gym, you see women working out 90% of them, you know, they're there just cause they want to look a certain way. Yeah. They don't, they're but, not enjoying an hour on the elliptical. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> and, and so through my story and my, my life and what I've been through, I found, I definitely, a passion came in helping women Mm -hmm. and encouraging women. And so, you know, like in having this community here, this is a great place for me to use those skills as an encourager to, um, to talk with them, build relationships with them, 
they tell me things <laughs> they you know they trust me sure. and I, I do feel that I, f- I feel that and um, you know I had I had a one call me yesterday and they were frustrated you know because they weren't seeing like um, like well, when am I gonna be able to do 95 pounds you know mm-hmm. I only did 75 pounds today right. um, 75 pounds is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's really, really good. Times, yeah. Times yeah. 30 to 50. And I told this person, I was like, you cannot compare yourself to me. Yes. You cannot compare yourself to, Thank you know, you. these other women who are in here. And by the way, even if she was comparing herself to the people in her class, she's right there with them. Most mm-hmm. of the, you know, but I told her, I was like, Karen, or I won't say things. <laughs> um, I was just like, you're, you're we'll blur that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so but like that—that's my thing. Strength is my thing. But let's say you know someone else, um, Tess or whoever, who are runners. I can't run. Yeah, I can't yeah. run like you. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, we have our strengths. We have it's our completely different workout yeah, for different people. You cannot compare yourself to one person in there. You just have to focus on you. And so you know, I get that a lot. I get a lot of women who are like doing that and everything and, and I and I I was in that that um valley that valley yeah. at, at some point you know where I was always comparing myself to that person next to me you know and mm-hmm. just like well gosh if I just looked like that if I could just do this you sure. know that'll like, be that's the world we live in right we, we right. just we just finished the CrossFit games yeah right if if I'm going to like comparing myself to Matt Frazier to comparing myself to anyone on not even the podium at the games yeah. at regionals it's, it sounds like, like, well, I didn't do that workout as quick as Matt Frazier did. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> and everyone knows that that's silly to compare that. Right. But why is it not silly to compare yourself? You know, it's like, it's, it's equally silly yeah. Yeah, to compare the person next to you in class. You're a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you, your skills and your abilities are completely and vastly different than someone else. And, and it's twofold, I think, with CrossFit. You have... The beauty of it is it brings out this competitive spirit and will push yourself to limits you didn't think were there, mm-hmm. right? I think uh, everyone can agree upon that. The issue becomes is when I think almost like you talked about with like your aesthetic appearance is like mm-hmm. that competitive spirit becomes the only thing you're worried about. Right. You know, you're like, I'm going to, number one, you're going to run the risk of injury just to get that extra rep. Right. Like, that's not worth it. Right. You know? Well, again, I think it goes back to Aaron's story earlier when we talked about, like, identity. It's like, are you really wrapping up your identity into doing a workout RX today at just this local CrossFit gym? Right. That there was six people in your class, and you're not even going to post it on the whiteboard anyway? Right. Um, how, how this, like, frivolous does that sound? Yeah. You know, it's just... What is your identity? And, and, and with Aaron's story, I mean, it's so powerful. I mean, it's, there's a lot of different elements of it. But when she said, I had to get right mentally. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's the key. I mean, and, and in fitness, too, again, we've talked about it on this show before, just about making the flip from don't just view it as, as a physical thing, right? Make it a, a, a mental, you know, how am I going to mentally improve myself? And that's for me with CrossFit. Whenever I started, that was the biggest benefit I got from it. I was like, man, I didn't realize I could push myself that hard. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that, oh man, I'm first. And you know, I lifted the most. I, I, I generally know what I should be lifting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not just gonna miraculously yeah. be like, oh wow, it was 50 pounds heavier than I thought. You know, because I've been doing this for forever. Yeah, yeah. and that to be when you first start, you're you're like, wow, 50 pound PR every you other know? day. You're like, this is this is <laughs> yeah. amazing. I'm gonna be the best in the world. Yeah, <laughs> and and eventually you get to that point where you know you've kind of met your 
athletic potential from a from a weights and then it becomes a technical thing and mm -hmm. a volume and so on and so forth but the mental component never leaves you because there's some days where I don't hit you know 90% of it and I, I guarantee 99 you know percent of of me not hitting that was just my head wasn't into it yeah. you know I'm convincing myself like oh I had you know pizza last night or I didn't sleep or you know I start talking myself out of it as opposed to talking myself into it. So with a lot of these people, you know, some of, the, some of your friends that you mentioned or yourself, uh, whether it's, you know, females, males, whoever, kids, um, the mental component is, is just mm -hmm. the biggest one. And that's why I think you see Matt Frazier beat everyone by 200 points. He's just mentally stronger than them. Yeah. You know, you, you look at him and you're like, this dude isn't like, you know, physically imposing over these other people and they're just like, you know, physically in, inferior to them. All, all the guys there ripped and jacked and lift and train yeah. and it's just his mental game is that much better absolutely and uh, bringing that back to your ability to communicate with and again like that, that was the, that's the toughest thing for us as male trainers it's not that you know sometimes we just don't know how to communicate with female clients there's sure. just different right. things yeah. that certain things that are off limits <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. and it's not comfortable like you know talking to a male trainer about and I think that's where what's what's awesome about you is it's not like we approach you like hey Aaron can you go talk to your buddy in class because uh, I don't know what the hell we're doing but the exciting thing about you is that I see you walk in and it's just automatic it's just know? natural yeah it's just natural you naturally have the ability to communicate with people and, and that's it's so huge to be able to get through to somebody that you need to understand how amazing you are at the level you're at right now doesn't mean right. you're not going to get better but right. it doesn't matter how everyone else is doing like if you were at this point yesterday and you're a notch higher today mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's amazing doesn't matter if the right. person next to you got right. two notches higher well even the fact you walk through the door yes yeah. is a big deal because i mean what i mean i don't know percentage wise in the u.s how many people like go to the gym and stuff like that but i'm gonna say a very small percentage you go very small <laughs> actually work too. out you know and i'm like you're doing more than than um, like 99 percent of the women that are just by walking through these doors right now mm -hmm. you're doing more than than most are doing I think it's one of the things that, that makes the community so welcoming too is I think a lot of people get that and they have that empathy for it and whenever you know I got someone coming in for the first time today here in about 15 minutes mm -hmm. and I always eight thought minutes. You know, eight minutes whatever it is <laughs> uh, you know one of the things I always say and they might think it's just fluff or something but I genuinely like yeah I have respect for that person just from walking in mm -hmm. you know regardless of what they look like regardless if they have a six-pack or it was nerve-wracking the yeah. first day I went went to a gym what walked into a, a whatever whatever gym it was CrossFit gym a traditional you know kind of big box gym because what are you thinking people are gonna judge me you know if I can't do this or I'm a failure or you know it, it is what it is wherever you walk in is where you're at let's meet you there and let's plan out how to get you to where you want to be mm -hmm. um, I do want to shift gears a little bit because we touched on your ability to give amazing massages. Um, when did that start? Um, 12 years ago. 12 years ago? Oh, mm -hmm. wow. I've been it's a been massage a therapist for 12 years, yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, and, and that was a, I think that the, the whole love for that probably, because I had an injury. Mm-hmm. And I went to a massage therapist mm -hmm. for that, for that mm -hmm. and it, it helped. And yep. so that's when... Because, and I, I love working with athletes because 
I hate when I hurt myself. Yeah. I was actually I was just down there talking to Bree, like right mm-hmm. now, she's got a bad hip. And I was um, telling her, I was like, I know what it feels like when I hurt my back. And I, what I love the most, and uh, you know, every single day, that's suddenly taken away from me. Yeah. And so if I can help somebody recover and get back to what you're doing, then I mean, they're, I mean it's such a rewarding job to, um, to do what I do. Yeah. And, and I mean, gosh, there's so many aspects of, of the job that I love and there's so many, uh, benefits of it. Um, that, uh, I mean, I can't even name them all, but I also love, um, you know, I get one-on-one time with, with people sure. in there, you know, and, um, you know, everyone's, sometimes people don't say anything, but if you do want to talk and stuff like that, I'm here, you know, and I'd love to be that person that gets to listen to you. A little you. bit of a therapist session as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. therapy and therapy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do, do it all, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I love that and being able to help people recover. Would you and, say that, because um, I think a lot of people, head to either whether it's chiropractic work, whether it's mm-hmm. sports massage therapy, whatever it is, we see more people do it because I'm injured. Now, like, what would you say to like, I think we all know it should be a maintenance thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like, what what's a normal amount of like, you know, is it once a month? Is it, you know, like what's, what's a good like maintenance period? Because I think so many people like they get injured, like I gotta go see somebody. Right. They heal and then it's yeah. like, Six months, I injured mm-hmm. myself. Yes, you have to use massage therapy and you know down here using the foam rollers and lacrosse balls and stuff like that. You have to use that as an injury prevention for sure. Um, you know, keeping your fascia loose um, is is very important. And, I, and I'll tell you right now, I'm not the best. <laughs> you know, I'm a I'm we're, a do the same kind of we're person. All and yes, we, we are. <laughs> um, but I'm trying my best, you know, and everything and. Um, so, but, but keeping, keeping those, um, that fascia loose is what's going to, um, keep you, uh, injury free because, um, having that, that tight fascia that connects to your muscles and that also connects to your bones and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, you know, that's what usually causes it's a, it's a pull that could cause, I mean, um, you, you can have tight hamstrings and it's all connected. That's oh. what, that's what, that's what, that's what that is. That Believe fascia, it's me. every, everybody's <laughs> connected. So if you have a tight hamstring, you can pull your back out, yep. you know, um, or tight hip, hip flexors or, or whatever it is. I mean, and you don't even have to be getting a, you know, a 50 pound PR and you're, you're clean to do that. You can bend over and pick up a sock. And yep. it's gonna, yep. it's just gonna happen. Your, your body's gonna overcompensate. Yep. Something else is gonna take over. I yep. uh, I just saw a, a little uh, little report came out about a football player, uh, James Harrison. He spent over three hundred thousand dollars this year alone in basically keeping his body healthy, acupuncture, uh, hyperbaric chambers, different things like that. And he, you know, football players usually wean off in their early thirties. You know, again, everyone's coming out the next year in college and young and you know so on and so forth but i think he's like 38 somewhere around there and you know if you have his instagram you know he works out like a like a freak but what you probably don't see as much is just that recovery phase mm-hmm. you know again whether it's the crossfit you know we talked the about matt frazier you you cover. yeah right. so you know the the headline of the article was like wow three hundred thousand dollars you know but oh but he's a you know nfl football player like he's making close to the league minimum he's not you know making 10 million dollars a year but he sees the value of like hey if i can mm-hmm. prolong it and use my body for another year um, if not he would probably already be out of the, the the league and looking for work or whatever that next phase of his life entails but 
I think one one thing people are hesitant to do sometimes is put the financial investment right. in themselves, and, and they'll do it for their coffee that gives them that instant, you know, as we're all drinking coffee here, um, gives them that quick, you know, pick me up, and they want this like quick, 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 quick mm -hmm. kind of fix, and maybe you don't always immediately see the, the, the benefit of doing a maintenance massage, but when you get injured and you get a massage, you're like, oh, you know, wow, I feel so much better. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's finding that rhythm of, you know, Hey, I got to get in here and, and get my massage or I got to get in here and get my workout or whatever, whatever that case is, eat, eat healthy, whatever. I think the, the underlying tone of pretty much this whole conversation is we're playing the long game. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I are playing the long game, Mark, with, with triumph. Aaron's playing the long game, you know, with, with health, we're playing the long game for relationship building. And like, you have to be able to see down the road that, you know, you don't have to PR every week to be healthy. Like I'm, I'm right. at this point in my life, I'm working out so that, mm -hmm. you know, when I'm 70, I can still move with, you know, pain free, Right. you know? So, uh, Aaron, how do we find you and massage in your massage therapy? As in like how to contact yeah. me? Yeah. Okay. Um, actually just, um, texting is the best way. <laughs> this is the world these days, Give but, out the digits. but my hands it. are, you know, usually working and so it's hard sure. to pick up a phone, but, um, yeah, to two seven zero five five nine um, one four one four. We can link that up, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, you have email or anything? Um, yeah, Aaron thirty one roads um, at, at gmail dot com. Awesome. So if you want to put that up there too, absolutely. We'll uh, get everybody in touch with you. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a perfect place to end, guys. Thank you for listening, to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of the people who make us great. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, You're Aaron. Welcome. That was Thank you. awesome.